Recording in progress. All right, good evening and happy new year. I'd like to call to order the Planning Commission regular meeting for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. First up is roll call. Ms. Hoax. Commissioner Brinson. Here. Commissioner Callahan. Here. Commissioner Lynn. Here. Commissioner Mosier. Here. Thank you. Vice Chair Wamashonje. Present. Thank you. Chair Sager. Here. And Commissioner Galuska is absent with notice. Thank you. Next up is the approval of the agenda. Does anybody have any changes to the agenda? All right, agenda is approved. Approval of meeting minutes from November 16th, 2023. Anybody have any changes? Those are also approved. All right, that brings us to public comment. Ms. Hoaxma, is there anybody signed up for public comment tonight? I have no one for general public comment. I have a couple for the um, agenda item, so after presentation, yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, that brings us to our study item, the draft 2024 comprehensive plan docket. Thank you, Chair and Commission. Steve Safran with the Planning Department. Um, so we are here to discuss the 2024 docket. Um, the docket, it's an annual process, um, which is mandated by the um, State Growth Management Act, um, which would limits the um, review of the uh, comprehensive plan amendments to no more than once a year um, to ensure that the public and the city can consider these amendments um, within a citywide context. The, um, the state mandates the city creates a docket, which is just really a list of um, potential uh, amendments to review um, in the year. The docket, um, again, is a list. Um, these have been submitted by members of the public and the city staff. Um, items on the docket have not been reviewed or analyzed um, for uh, a recommendation. Uh, once the final docket is set or that final list is created, uh, those specific items will come back to the Planning Commission and Council for study. Um, an adoption by the end of the year. Um, and as you know, this year is the major update of the comprehensive plan. You've probably heard a little bit about it. We've been here to discuss. <laughs> um, so just kind of midway through the process, it's winter 24 and we're getting to the point where we're finalizing a vision statement based on the uh, commission's recommendation and council's direction um, and you'll be seeing that at your next meeting. Um, and then we'll be going through kind of more of a um, finer schedule of when, uh, generally when actual plan elements and goals and policies will be before you. So um, kind of kicking off kind of the, the meat of the update here coming, um, coming very soon to the commission. Um, so with that, um, I'll just go through the amendments that we have um, gotten so far, amendment number one. So the first three amendments are staff, um, coming from the staff, the city staff. Uh, again, amendment number one is uh, we are mandated to update the uh, major update of the comprehensive plan by the end of this year. So that is item number one. Uh, part of that is amending the uh, parks, recreation, open space, and uh, arts element of the plan um, and at the same time the parks department will be working on the um, proza plan itself so amendment two would be to uh, specifically look at that um, parks element as part of the um, major update of the comprehensive plan and then the third amendment uh, presented by staff is to change, um, look at amending the, the comprehensive plan land use map of the uh, Department of Natural Resources owned portion of the Fircrest campus. Um, generally you think of Fircrest as this um, 
kind of major uh, school out in the community. It's actually three uh, distinct owners and kind of three separate functions going on, DSHS being the Fircrest School, the uh, health lab with all the labs and um, other lab work they're doing out there. Then this portion in the red, which is the DNR portion, which is largely vacant, um, vacant of buildings and vacant of vegetation, really. Um, so uh, DSHS has submitted a subdivision to kind of subdivide the Fircrest School and then to subdivide out the DNR-owned portion of the Fircrest campus. Um, as you know, Fircrest has submitted a revised master development plan, which is going to be going for a public hearing here in the next couple of months. So um, DNR was not part of that master plan. So um, do I have another map? No. So um, once that plan is ultimately approved for Fircrest, that leaves the DNR portion with a campus land use designation and a zoning of Fircrest, which in the future will not make any sense. So staff is suggesting that we look at the land use for the parcel, not, not changing the zoning, but looking at the land use to kind of put the zoning in place for the future whenever they come to with a um, specific development proposal. So that's what amendment number three is. So this process would not not change the land use designation at this point, um, and definitely not to change the zoning, but we would look at those updates as part of the major update of the plan, which would come back through the Planning Commission and Council. I know there was some um, mis maybe some misunderstanding in some of the comment letters, thinking that we were trying to change that now without some sort of outreach or study happening, which will happen. Um, and, um, amendment number four, this begins the privately initiated amendments that came in. Um, this would be to add a new community design policy to assure that any, and this is the um, applicant's words, assure that any residential street with a public right-of-way greater than 60 feet and all undeveloped city rights-of-way be considered for use as green streets or local pathways to uh, supplement city parks, tree canopy, and benefits of access to the natural environment while reducing the need uh, to purchase land. Um, staff is recommending that it not be added to the docket as an individual study item, but captured as a common and, and incorporated with the major update of the comprehensive plan this year. Um, just just offhand, um, our public works department was, was um, concerned it might be too specific and may not apply to all right-of-ways within the city that have greater than 60 feet. Maybe some of those streets uh, are more appropriate for wider um, uh, pedestrian paths or, or not necessarily green streets. But So Public Works would like to work on the language of this during the year to kind of come up with something more general to, to capture this comment. Um, amendment number, uh, really the next four amendments um, have applied to um, maps within the transportation element. Um, so amendment number five is looking at figure seven, which is our existing sidewalk maps. The applicant states there's a trail indicated on figure seven that um, does not exist, that has a fence across it, and it's, it's not passable. So. Um, staff agrees that that should be uh, corrected as part of the major update of the plan um, and, and not added as an individual item, but that is just something that could be corrected um, when the plan comes back as part of the major update. Um, the next three amendments on um, figure 13, uh, the pedestrian plan map and um, Figure 15, which is the bike um, uh, vision map, um, staff believes that those um, figures are all accurate. And um, while it's true that those paths don't exist, they are in our future plans to make those, either pedestrian sidewalks, pedestrian plans, or, 
or bike lanes. So even though it's not currently there, it is in the plans in the future. So those amendments, uh, six, seven, eight, we are not recommending that anything happen with those figures. Um, amendment number nine, and this applies nine through 13. These are um, all from the same applicant and have to do with views, scenic views, and solar access. Um, amendment number nine uh, specifically would um, amend land use element policy Six, protect trees and vegetation, encourage additional plantings that serve as buffers, allow flexibilities and regulations to pres uh, protect existing stranded trees and to allow for maintenance, uh, maintenance of scenic views. Um, so staff is recommending that uh, really all the uh, policies nine through 13 not be added to the docket and really not be studied as part of the um, major update. There is current policies in the comprehensive plan now, specifically community um, design policy 19, which states preserve and enhance views from public places of water, mountains, or other unique landmarks as valuable civic assets. Um, so staff believes that there are there is direction currently in the comprehensive plan to um, recognize the city's views um, and furthermore the city uh, doesn't have the tools to regulate or protect private views within the city um, and that's never been a policy direction um, as long as I've been here so um, it's for those reasons that those amendments uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, not be added as study items for the major update or docket items. Um, the amendment number 13, the last um, of, of kind of the, the view uh, request, um, this was adding in a provision about development, like development regulations um, to preserve solar access as well as protection from weather. And we, the city does have some language within the current development code that allows um, the maintenance of trees and the protection of trees and allowing thinning, limbing, um, it, as long as it's done with the best management practices, you know, windowing, inner limbing, or skirting up, um, as long as you, it's approved by a qualified professional that you can um, do that to kind of preserve preserve some views. It just doesn't allow you to top or cut protected trees within, you know, just solely for views. So um, Amendment 13, staff feels is unneeded, and we already have development code regulations that allow that kind of tree maintenance. Um, last amendment on the docket, Number 14, uh, this would um, be a, a new transportation element um, that would state work with regional providers and the community to locate, design, fund, and construct a shared bicycle and pedestrian bridge across North 205th Street, um, State Route 104 to connect for safe crossing the city portion of the interurban trail with the city of Edmonds portion of the interurban trail. Um, consulting with um, public works staff um, as a concept of working with regional partners to have safe trail crossings. We believe that's something that we should study this year and perhaps come up with more general policies. Um, staff feels that this is really prescriptive. Um, and not very flexible if there's cer other certain ways that, that we can provide these safe um, bicycle and pedestrian crossings for the trail. So um, we would recommend that this thought be pursued through the, the major update of the plan where we staff could come up with some more general language to, to kind of capture what the applicant is trying to um, 
trying to get to. Um, with that, so staff is recommending the Planning Commission um, recommend amendments number one through three be placed um, as individual items on the 2024 Comprehensive Plan docket. Staff recommends amendments four, five, and 14 be incorporated into the Comprehensive Plan major update, um, essentially being consolidated into um, docket amendment number one, and then staff office recommends that amendments six through 13 not be added to the docket. And uh, I'm here for any questions, clarifying questions before public comment. Thank you. Um, does anybody have just uh, clarifying questions? Yes, Commissioner Brinson. Uh, which one was it? On the one about fur crust, I think it was number three. Um, it's just a, a question of does the amendment language where we're saying it's moving from campus to mixed use to, and I don't know off the top of my head what's sort of in mixed use too does that lock us into that or is it more like in the studying that will be vetted um or is it broad that's enough? a good point uh, mixed use two is could be a range of of zones allowed within okay. it um but yeah maybe perhaps that's too limiting um some you know yeah, it may, it may come to a different designation once it gets back to the commission and council and during that would the be okay. final update. But um, okay. the intent was something other than campus. Right. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a campus. Right. No, and that I totally yeah. understand. I was yeah. just wondering. Yeah, that's a good point. About um, the designation in advance of the study. Yeah. Yeah, I would just jump into. Okay. Um, as we were crafting this, it was kind of looking at the surrounding land use designations as well and some of the surrounding context. And so taking that into consideration seems that mixed use too would be logical, but I think to your point, we wouldn't necessarily be locked in. So you could, and we could maybe amend it slightly so that it's, you know, uh, reconsider the land use designation on the DNR parcel at Burkrest. Thank you. I'll okay. leave it open yes. if you want to um, recommend that, yeah, instead of nailing down a specific, yeah, good point. Okay. All right, any other clarifying questions? Commissioner Lynn. Um, just following that question that um, uh, Brinson just mentioned, so um, do we need to need Amendment 3 to be listed in order to do the, that study? Or the study has been done um, just curious about the, the uh, no if um, yeah at this point you'd just be um, recommending the list for us to study uh -huh. um, during the, the update so you would we would um, look at we would study that until this the, the whole major update the whole comp plan got back to the commission mm -hmm. sometime in summer yeah, late, late summer, summer early fall. yeah so um, we would give you a recommendation for what it what it should actually be um, later in the year yeah. thanks anybody else yeah vice chair uh, a, com a, a, a clarifying question on four So, so when we talk of right of way and we say greater than 60 feet, what are we looking at? Are we looking at the transverse length, the transverse or the longitudinal 60 feet of the right of way? What are you looking at? So you have a right of way. I know what the person is trying to say, but I can't assume it. What are you looking at? Is it, so you're looking at the right of way, are you looking at that 60 feet from a transverse perspective, width perspective, or length perspective? It just says just greater than 60 feet. Right, and 
so it's not really you. clarified. I mean, yeah. the intent is whatever is left over from travel lanes and curb and sidewalk. What what do you do? What can you do with that extra right away? So that's why our transportation folks want to kind of craft language that defines that better and we're yes. really nervous to use I don't even know green streets is kind of like a maybe a trademarked thing like so different language um, what does green street mean I don't could okay. it be low could it be a low impact development stormwater street like we have other demonstration projects within the city or is it just mean if there's big large significant trees that we save those and so yeah we 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 like the i we like the idea we just would like to kind of craft um okay. something that works better in, in a in, in generally all know. right thank you thank you anybody else okay let's um go ahead with public comment miss hoaxman all right um in person we have uh Gordon Black, if you would come to the podium and um, tell us your resident city, and you have three minutes. Great, thanks. Thank I'm Gordon Black. I live in Edmonds. I'm a member of the Edmonds Bicycle Advocacy Group. I'm here to talk about Amendment Number 14. The Interurban Trail is a regional asset. It has never fully realized its potential as a car-free route for walkers and bike riders. Between North Seattle and Everett, users face two major barriers for north-south travel and south-north travel. One of those is between Shoreline and Edmonds, crossing State Route 104. 17 years ago, the relatively new city of Shoreline showed exceptional leadership by removing two additional barriers, Highway 99 and 155th, by building two bridges. Amendment 14 is a small step in addressing the barrier represented by State Route 104, which dissects the natural flow of the interurban trail, forcing users to divert via 200th and Meridian. As written, Amendment 14 is a modest proposal that would begin the process of allowing Shoreline, Edmonds, and other government agencies to work together to address the blockage to the trail caused by Route 104. A bridge here makes great sense. The amendment is not prescriptive. There is approximately a half mile of SR 104 that creative engineers and planners could explore as the best place to place the bridge across the highway. A significantly richer starting point than was available to Shoreline when it built bridges across Aurora Avenue and 155th. I encourage you to support this amendment for inclusion in the Shoreline Comprehensive Plan. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Online, we have Margaret Elwood. Um, Ms. Elwood, you are unmuted. Yes, and um, I, I am an Edmonds resident as well, also an, a member of the Edmonds Bicycle Advocacy Group, and I'm speaking in support of Amendment 14. Could, excuse me, could you please um, start again and, and tell us the city of your residence? And also, um, is there any way to make your volume louder? Uh, let me adjust my settings just a moment. Okay, is that any better? Perfect. Okay, great. Um, yes, I live in Edmonds. Um, do you want my street address? No, that's fine, thank you. Okay, okay. And I am a member also of the Edmonds Bicycle Advocacy Group and I'm speaking in support of Amendment 14. Um, I was a dedicated bike commuter between Edmonds and Everett for the last 10 years um, until my retirement 10 years ago. And I have been a serious recre recreational cyclist ever since. Um, I enjoy the interurban trail as the closest safe cycling path for me to access without having to load my bike onto a car. 
And yet the southbound crossing from uh, 76th onto Meridian across Highway 104 has always been daunting to both me and my husband. Uh, it's no fun at all to dismount and push the bike uphill on the sidewalk when the bike path disappears, then cross in the crosswalk and continue three more blocks walking and pushing until the hill allows remounting the bike and using the bike lane when it resumes. On the other hand, there's nothing quite as frightening as being the cyclist in front of cars in a lane holding up traffic when the stoplight turns green. Cars do kill cyclists and the risk increases when drivers get irritated. Riding in the lane of traffic becomes uh, doable. It became doable when I got an e-bike and was able to use its power to um, boost the speed and get up to speed quickly and get across that in intersection without holding up the cars behind me. But not all bikes are e-bikes, and I would never ever advise a family with children to ride their bicycles from Edlands to Shoreline because of this dangerous crossing. Riding northbound downhill has other dangers. It's a steep slope and the bicycle lanes, uh, and the bicycle lane ends halfway down. The alternative is a little path that winds through the woods from 200th down to 205th next to Meridian. It's not maintained at all. I had the only serious bike crash in my life um, on that in 2014 and ended up with a concussion, two broken ribs, and a shoulder separation that's been rather life-altering. So I am uh, strongly in support of uh, studying uh, and working with other municipalities and government agencies to uh, examine the feasibility of putting a bridge across there to ease the, um, the crossing for cyclists and pedestrians. Thank you. And thank you. Ms. Hoxma, is there anybody else? I do have someone with their hand raised. They haven't signed up, but okay. Yes, uh, Mr. McCormick, okay. you are unmuted. Uh, hello, can you? Yes. Okay, thanks. This is Tom McCormick. I'm a Shoreline resident and I'm the um, sponsor of amendment number 14. The uh, previous speakers have spoken to the need for the amendment quite well. Uh, I want to focus on two things. First, the I do applaud staff for at least elevating this to consider it in the general 2024 comprehensive plan update. That's not good enough. The city council specifically voted to allow individually docketed items this year. Staff tried to get the council to say, we don't, we're gonna not have the docket this year at all because we're doing a comprehensive plan amendment process, the overall process. The city council specifically rejected that and specifically wanted people to be able to submit and have considered individual docket items not to be rolled in as part of the general comprehensive man, plan process. And uh, I don't think Steve perhaps talked about this enough, but uh, that indeed is what council uh, directed. So here we have it. I submitted an amendment to be considered for the docket to be separately listed on the docket and not rolled into the comprehensive plan amendment 2024 uh, item number one there. So that's my first point. This is a serious, very important concern for all of us, and we need to have this identified separately on the docket. And number two, the notion that this is overly prescriptive, that is not the case. You know, I look back at the prior comprehensive plan amendment, and they had a policy specifically to connect the inner urban trail with the Burt Gilman Trail, you know, very specific. Well. Here, we're wanting to connect the shoreland portion of the inner urban with the Edmonds portion of the inner urban, very much like the prior comprehensive plan connecting the inner urban to the Bird Gilman. So the only thing that could be seen as prescriptive is that we're talking about a bridge. Well, if planning commission would like, you can add the words tunnel, but 
you know, we went down that path back in 2003 with the crossing over Aurora, and that was, that didn't even make the, the final cut for consideration. The tunnel was out the door immediately. But if we want to spend time and money and consider that as well, then I'm all for it. I, I, I think my proposal has complete flexibility. I don't care where the bridges are, where the tunnels are, um, anything but an at-grade crossing, which is obviously uh, uh, highly dangerous, and that's what we're trying to get away from. And we need to make something ADA accessible. And certainly going up that steep road that the prior speaker spoke about is about the farthest thing in the world from ADA accessible. So I don't care where it is. It could be a bridge. It could be a tunnel. We need to get this on the docket as a separate item so then we can proceed with credibility to move forward and approach entities that can help fund a study and and we might even go to the to, to the city itself and ask for a resolution to set aside a, a, a small amount of money to begin the study process let's leave a really great legacy here for our communities and connect the city portion with the Edmonds portion i'm not being prescriptive in this amendment and it should be recognized it is extremely flexible as is but if you want to consider a tunnel as well add the words tunnel I have no problem with that. Thank you very much for your time and for your service. I know, like all of us speaking, we're all volunteers. We care about our community, and I know you do, too. Let's make this happen together. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ms. Hoxman, is there anybody else? That is all I have for this evening. Great. Thank you. All right, let's open it up for general discussion. Does anybody have any um, questions or comments? Ideas, thoughts? Yes, Commissioner Callahan. Um, well, since we're on the subject of um, Amendment 14, um, just wanted to try to understand a little bit more from your perspective of why um, you feel it would be better to roll that part of um, and not have it on the docket. Um, could you talk about that a little bit more? Well, as far as timing goes, it would be the same. So it's sort of having two processes going at one time. Um, Efficiency-wise, we would look at it anyway as part of the major update. So um, yeah. Um, if I could jump into, and yeah. I don't know, is my microphone? Okay. Um, I think part of it too is as we bring forward the comprehensive plan, the entire update, um, it's a little cumbersome to have kind of a potentially one standalone policy or potentially, you know, others depending on where what's listed on the docket and how it's detailed out. And for the purposes of the environmental review as well that's required under SEPA, we'll be looking and conducting a complete environmental impact statement on the comprehensive plan in its, in its entirety. Um, and so we'll, I mean, think it's really up to the commission if you'd like to recommend that this particular amendment be specifically called out um, or if it's rolled into the comprehensive plan think either way, really the staff's position is that there's no reason not to look at this a little more closely. Um, we've already coordinated some with our public works and transportation planning folks. And so um, I think that's sort of the general takeaway. And I don't know if you have any other things to add, Steve. Yeah, and, and the commenter on 14 was correct. We tried to suspend the docket for privately initiated amendments just so we weren't duplicating efforts. Um, I, I believe the intent was when they denied that request was that when people submitted applications, there's documentation that they have make sure that their amendments were captured, their thoughts were captured as part of that process, which we are. And you'll also see applications submitted last year that are very specific goals and policies um, that we are going to start study as part of the major update. So it's not just number 14. It's also 
the seven amendments that were submitted last year and, and the other amendments that are on this docket. So those requests will be documented, how we evaluated those. Um, if the language doesn't look exactly like this, you'll see why um, we evaluated it and why we recommended alternative language for it. Um, so there's many reasons why um, those are. So, so this really, so having this um, here wouldn't fast track it in no. any way. Um, there would be no sort of advantage, like as far as funding or like being able to um, apply for grants or sooner or anything like that. Okay. No, and if, correct me if I'm wrong. If a, a project like this would have to make it into our CI, um, our t uh, CIP list for. Right. And I mean, it, by being separate, it does bring a little more attention to it. And I can understand and appreciate that component of it, that it's, uh, it's separate from the rest of the plan update. But there is, you know, to get this eventually um, in, into a, a project state, you know, this, the, you've got the policy and then, you know, there's a whole process to get the project onto the, the capital improvement plan list and everything. So it's, a, it's probably a multi-year process, right? But this is kind of one piece that can at least uh, set some of that policy foundation. But again, you can only amend your comprehensive plan once a year. So if we're saying this year, it's it's one time, and it's going to be the major update that, um, which is getting. So this isn't going to be approved before that can happen. It's going to be at the same time. Um, yeah, and I think and I think the 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 issue with the flexibility part is, I, I think. Just having a bridge in there, I guess, if that was kind of where our transportation folks were like, "Well, what if it's, what if it's something else?" So um, that's what we were meaning by prescriptive. And you know, I don't know what else could be out there. I mean, I'm not the transportation yeah. person, but just going off of their recommendation that maybe we should have the language a little bit more flexible. Vice Chair Ramachandri. Thank you. Thank you. More of a comment. Um, it seems to me that when you have this in your comprehensive plan, it really gives you the opportunity for the same issue to appear in your capital projects because then it's from the plans, the comprehensive plans that we extract our, our capital projects and how we set up our transportation plans. So this language kind of sets, it seems it would set you in place. It might not be this year, it might not be next year, but that expectation is set. Then when we talk of language, then uh, if, we are, if we say bridge or whatever, we are, to your point, if we are prescriptive, then it limits the study to bridge. If there are other options that are out there, then probably you don't have them because that language becomes what it is in the plan and what it is that will be transferred into your transportation plans. So um, I understand the comment, there are pluses and minuses to it. Uh, so these are the pluses. The plus is that when you put it in your comprehensive plan, it will happen sometime. That on the other hand, if it's separate, there's no guarantee that you'll ever address it. Here, it, there is a guarantee, it seems, that you would address that. It's part of your plan. Here, it's something that is out there for you to study. There are two methodologies that give you about the same thing, but um, here, you, I, in my opinion, it seems that you have more, you are much more able to to effect this than any other way around. Yeah, and if it's the commission's ultimate vision for a bridge and council's vision for a bridge, then right, yeah, maybe it's a bridge. 
Um, maybe it's a bridge, maybe it's a tunnel. But it, the idea of studying it to make sure that we actually look at the issues that were brought into play, issues of safety, and the general issue that we are looking at providing safe uh, places for people to either ride their bikes recreationally or otherwise, that's really very important. So, so yeah, so whichever. It didn't, uh, at grade was one of the things that uh, the proposer of this didn't feel confident about, but they want to see something done. Right, and there's also, you know, there's also 145th, so, I mean, I, I know this doesn't, this is pretty specific for SR 104, but there's other crossings mm -hmm. on the interurban trail, which, um, again, this is, speaks just to 205th, but what about everywhere else that could potentially be uh, so, a conflict so point? Yeah, so one of, yeah, so if it's where there are similar things, then probably they'll be addressed sim uh, in different, uh, in a different manner. I'll give maybe the crossing of the interurban trail between Shoreline and Seattle. There's that, conf I think the convoluted part of the crossing is actually in Seattle. So uh, I'll leave it that way, I'll leave it as is, but there's that crossing also in, in Seattle, uh, when you cross from, a, from a shoreline off of uh, 145th, there's something similar, but it's at grade, and there's prior, prioritization for the, for the bikes. So if here you can provide signal prioritization, probably at grade it would work, who knows? But it's those studies that we need to bring back, uh, look at and bring back to the public and make sure that the public supports it. That's a comment, uh, sorry. Great, thank you. Commissioner Brinson. I just would like to synthesize what I heard because I heard a bunch of different things that I'm trying to put together. So I think I heard, Steve, from you that we only update the major comprehensive, the major, we only update the comprehensive plan once a year. So two amendments, two processes end up together. I heard Andrew say the EIS for the comp plan will be its own standalone thing, so putting this together makes sense for the environmental impact work. And I am also hearing a commitment from all of our interest and also from staff comments to study this and to really look hard at including this when we get to that point. So I. I think altogether this is sort of leading us in the direction of the staff recommendation, but I just wanted to kind of, it's leading me in that direction. You shouldn't say us. It's leading me in the direction. We're, we're not trying to push anybody here. We're just. <laughs> <laughs> Commissioner Mosher. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm with <clears throat> Commissioner Brinson in, in the talking about it. I think putting it in the comprehensive plan because it makes it a goal, and I think it could be broader to uh, Julius's comment of it is really it's two connections too. I mean there's obviously a challenge at Edmonds, but there's also a challenge at Seattle on both sides of it. So by putting it in the plan, you can address the trail as a whole and look at those those connectors as opposed to this. And it becomes, a, if I'm understanding correctly, again just to reiterate, it becomes a long-term goal then as opposed to like a one-time thing where we have to study it all at once. And unless I'm still missing a process. Um, I, you know, I, I tend to think the bigger picture of creating safe crossings and then as it boils down to specific uh, plans for certain intersections, that's where you kind of study what's the best thing to happen. Is it a, a bridge or, um, yeah, uh, so from the global down to the small, um, really look at the entire trail to see where those conflict points, and I know it's State Route 104 is a major one, but you know, State Route, whatever, 145th is also a state route, so um, and I'm just thinking in, in the, gen, you know, in the gen, typically comp plan is general, and then 
as you get specific, drill down to those specific plans, it gets very more specific. So, uh, Commissioner Kelly, go ahead. Com Commissioner Lynn, <laughs> fight it out, ladies. <laughs> um, also, to, uh, a question. So, is it? Um, if the language on here is amended uh, to a more general direction, I mean, to, to be able to incorporate uh, more possibilities, then, uh, then will it make more sense is what I'm understanding, because then it would, would apply to different uh, uh, connections, including um, between Seattle and Shoreline and then Shoreline and Edmonds. I mean, that's our recommendation would be you recommend that this be um, the language be studied as, as we would study this proposed amendment as part of the major update and we would come back to the commission with um, alternative language that would be more general in nature and then you would see that and you could you know vote on that and and kind of wordsmith it at that point if it if it um, if you wanted to um, but we, we want to capture yeah we want to I think everyone is in agreement that it's a good idea in the comp plan to live as a as a goal or a policy um, staff would just recommend that it be part of the major update um, not as a standalone item and that it be we would come to you with uh, more um, general language perhaps and I, I also see the spirit of that in this amendment it says working with uh, the adjacent uh, agencies to make this happen so so that is the part that if it can be captured mm -hmm. in uh, I think that part is important as mm -hmm. well uh, uh, that will later also maybe apply to um, other possible bike lanes that may be created in the future mm -hmm. yeah. thanks mm -hmm. Commissioner Callahan um, I'm understanding of, you know, what everyone is saying here and in agreement, but I'm also wondering um, with this amendment and the specificity and also the, you know, seeming urgency and interest around it, is there any, are there any other um, ways that they can advocate for this? Um, are there... Is there a complaint process of, you know, if there's, um, if this is truly, um, uh, you know, um, seen as a safety risk, could they submit some sort of, um, are there other types of processes, I guess, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, and I'd have to look um, or reach out to our um, transporta um, transportation folks about, um, you know the the bike system plan and what are the um, the highest um, prioritization for uh, I'm not sure what Meridian and this this area of the city is I'm just not familiar yeah, I, I think it would TMP. be really yeah. really great if the people who are interested yeah. in this could have some more um, conversation mm -hmm. um, directly about this this specific area um, uh, you know Again, just because I do think it seems like there's such strong interest and in to mm -hmm. try to, you know, meet that need. Anybody else? Okay. Um, I just, um, one comment is uh, I appreciate that you address the concerns that um, it, it seemed like the public had regarding Amendment 3. Mm -hmm. So um, that I appreciate that. and. Uh, also, do you have a definition of a green street? Is there such a thing? No, okay. not in the city's code. There's okay. not. Okay, I didn't find anything, but I. No, we don't have a 
what a green street is. So, you know, part of that work is kind of defining what that is. Does that just mean low impact development or, yeah, yeah. we don't have a definition of okay. what that is. Okay, thank you. Does anybody else have any final comments or questions? Okay, at this point, do we need to vote on the, um, what we recommend to the city council? Yes, I think so. Okay, uh, we shall go amendment by amendment. Or can we group it according to staff's recommendation? Yes, I think that you can use uh, the staff recommendation and uh, make changes, but I think it ne would need a, a motion and a second, and then then we can vote if everybody's in agreement. Okay. Oh, sorry, Callahan. sorry, one process question. Um, sure. The point that Commissioner Brinson made about um, making um, Number three, um, more flexible to study the possibilities. Like, is that something we need to amend right now? Right. So, so I believe you would need so the a motion and then am, amend yeah a motion to amend the the main motion right and and then a vote and then a vote on the main motion yeah because this would live yeah this one's would be living on the docket so if yeah if we just suggest um, one one. amend <laughs> yeah, we can handle it sure Chris I don't I already don't. I mean, you could just, you know, have a period after campus, just amend the designation. Um, to something more appropriate. To. Yeah. Yeah. Commissioner Brinson or Commissioner Callahan, do you have some specific language in mind? I'm just curious. Um, so, so do we, we need to? We need um, to. We need to make a motion first. Okay. So, I th and I think the motion would be on the the primary the recommendation on the entire docket. Yes. Yes, and then an amendment. To change to revise yeah. Amendment Three, or sorry, a motion. <laughs> now I'm all, I'm, all a motion out of sorts here. A motion, so a motion to, to amend to amend yes. the amendment. So that's where I'm getting tripped up. Start with the main motion, yes. which would be. Somebody like to make a motion? I, I can. Um, I move to recommend that um, uh, staff forward to City Council the draft comprehensive plan amendment docket, uh, docket as written um, in the report dated January 4th, 2024, um, and for staff to forward that recommendation for approval to city council. Thank you. Is there a second? A second. Great. Discussion or amendments? <laughs> Commissioner Callahan. Oh. Commissioner Brinson. She's trying to get me to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I'm making it up. Um, I move to amend the motion <laughs> to amend Amendment 3. Mm -hmm. How many times can I say amendment mm -hmm. in one sentence? Mm -hmm. uh, to be a smidge less specific and should read as follows. Amend the comprehensive planned land use map designation of the Department of Natural Resources DNR owned portion of the Fircrest campus from campus to another designation as appropriate when studied. 
I second. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, you vote on that motion, that amendment? Yes. I don't. So are we voting on the, the amendment, amendment to, to the, the motion? Okay, so let's do that first. If there's no discussion or anything, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chair Sager. Yes. Commissioner Mosier? Yes. Commissioner Callahan? Yes. Commissioner Brinson? Yes. Commissioner Lynn? Yes. Vice Chair Wamashonje? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And now we vote on the original. Mm -hmm. Okay. Blank. Vote on the main motion with the amended language. Okay. Thank you. Um, Commissioner Lynn? On the, on the main motion to first staff recommend, uh, as staff recommend. There we go. There we go. Yes. Okay. Commissioner Mosier? <laughs> yes. Chair Sager? Yes. Vice Chair Wamashonje? Yes. Commissioner Callahan? Yes. Commissioner Brinson? Yes. Thank you. Great. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We'll get this process down, I promise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Zappin. All right, we are moving on then to unfinished business. Is there any unfinished business tonight? No unfinished business. Is there new business tonight? None, okay. Uh, do we have reports or announcements? Yes, Commissioner Callahan. I just wanted to announce that I will not be applying for a second term because I'm moving away from the area. I'm so sad to be leaving all of you. Um, this has been such a wonderful experience for me. Um, getting to know all of you and working together um, has been incredible. Um, but I'll be with you uh, through March 30th, I guess. And so uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Vice Chair Ramachandri. Very similar. Uh, I, to me, this has been an honor to really work with all of you and work on these, um, <clears throat> on, on CORD, and really see how the city of Shoreline is changing. So it has been a huge privilege for me. Uh, apart from participating, it has also been a learning experience. So I'm so appreciative <clears throat> of this opportunity. So. And, and I want to thank you all, but I, like you, I decided that I wasn't going to reapply. I'm not moving away from Shoreline. It's uh, other personal issues that I need to deal with. And uh, so I thought that it's really fair for someone else to take that place as opposed to me to trying to juggle things around. Uh, but I'm really very appreciative of all of you and, and the good work and the absolute good work that you guys do. Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, I wasn't ready to say anything, but I also will not be reapplying. <laughs> um, I, you know, this has been beyond my wildest dreams and expectations. Um, it's just unfortunate and also fortunate, you know, different things in life. And um, I certainly, Thank you guys are awesome. Um, I, I really appreciate everybody and the staff and um, it's just given me this feeling of gratitude and this feeling of um, I can I can I can do this and 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 um, I want to be a part wherever I'm at in the future when the time is right and the uh, opportunity exists so thank you uh, yes mr bauer <laughs> gonna stay on the theme here although i'm not going anywhere um i just wanted to um yeah thank all of the commissioners for their service as well and um so we're we're going to be extending the application deadline for 
the Planning Commission recruitment, and so it was originally scheduled to close at end of business tomorrow. We're extending that through end of business on January 19th, just to accommodate for time. You know, we kind of advertise mainly through the holiday season, and so we just want to give folks an opportunity, and we're going to be doing another push on the advertisement. Um, but all that to say, if you've got friends or neighbors or people in your personal or professional networks that have ties to Shoreline and would maybe be interested, we would really appreciate you all helping to spread the word. Will do. Thank you. Uh, what is the agenda for the January 18th meeting? Uh, we'll be back on January 18th to talk about the comprehensive plan update. Excellent. All right, anybody else? Any parting comments, questions? All right, thank you. We are adjourned.